there's a threat in the world today. A threat to our way of living, a threat to our society, and maybe even a threat to our very existence. And what is this threat? For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. He is the one. I am. I am the ass. He is. And we are Black and White Sports. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? I'm supposed to be a franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. How am I not found find the best fight in the world? You tell me. Because you're retired? I mean, I want to see your face when you're asking this question, and the way you're going to ask it. Look a man in the eye before you try to kill him or make up something. He went, he went through my soul. And I'm not surprised. What is going on, folks? This is... Black and white sports pole position, baby. That right there is the one. I'm right here is the ass. There you go. There you go. <laughs> this is black and white sports pole position on Thursday nights. Every Thursday night, 7.30 Eastern time. Powered by First Financial Bank, 3535 East 96th Street in Indianapolis. Gruntworks Custom Woods, right there. Check them out online. Gruntworks Custom Woods. Ultrasound installations, baby. Check out Tony and the boys over there. They do a great job of audio installation. Typo edits. And let's give a shout out to Legends Barbershop. Open again, baby. I know. I got a shave. Yeah, well, hey, 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 buddy. Hey. How's it going, bud? How you doing? Doing all right. How about yourself there, buddy? I'm doing all right. I'm on a, awesome. I'm on a weekend vacation now. Are you on vacay? Yeah. I'm on vacay tomorrow to get ready for the big, the big uh, graduation ceremony Saturday. Awesome. Well, I will be there, so it would be great to see the young men uh take the next step into adultism them i just yes. made that up one down one to go <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got one down to two to go there you go i mean yeah, i always got the, one uh, all the way down on. who else we got on here mm, i but do not know what's up everybody hi so so let's get into the meat and potatoes, man. Let's get into let's, it. Let's dive right into it. So um, since everybody, nobody decided to uh, give us their opinion on which poll that we were going to, uh, uh, the poll of which conversation we was going to have for the evening. So Dan picked it, and it is the top 10 MBMB. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I need a shot. <laughs> wow. Uh, the top 10 MVP snubs in NBA history. Yes. Yes. Hey, man, as I, as I look through here, I'm going to say that my volume needs to go down on that. There we go. Uh, and I'm going to. <laughs> man, I don't I know. It sound fine to me. No, 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 no. Oh, my. Oh, my. What I was ah, seeing the feed on. On your replay. On your replay. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. Right. I got it. 
So as I look through some of these these so-called um, snubs or yeah. upsets or whatever, uh, there's some interesting ones on here, and there's some that, bro, I have no idea. I have no debate on them. All I can do is look at the numbers and be like, hmm, you know what I'm saying? Some of these is kind of like before I was even really watching ball like that. And in some of those years, you know, NBA wasn't no like it was, like it is now, like what, 30 different channels, plus you can get the package. Like in the 60s, you know what I mean? You got that one ABC, NBC game a week. And that was it. <laughs> and it was on a, a tape delay. Yeah. That was on what, like a Sunday? Hell, I don't know. I wasn't alive. I wasn't either. <laughs> you were closer to being alive than I was, though. Relatively Just speaking. saying. Just saying. <laughs> In the in the time life of life, yes, I was closer to that particular moment in basketball tele- television. <laughs> yes. All right. So number ten. Number ten was Oscar Robertson over Wilt Chamberlain, nineteen sixty three and sixty four year. Ah, that's a toss-up, man, honestly. All right, so we look at it like this. Oscar's numbers that year, end of the year, yeah, 31.4 points a game, 9.9 rebounds a game, 11 assists a game, and his win share percentage was 20.6. Well, Chamberlain uh, that year had 36.9 points a game, 22.3 22.3 rebounds a game, five assists a game, and his win share percentage was at 25. Who had the better team? That's the hell if I know. What do you mean hell if you What know? is that? That 63? I would have thinking that would have been the year Chamberlain won away from Russell. You know, because there was two years in that Boston Celtics run where he won 11 championships. The L.A. got two in there. So I would assume this would be one of those years. But, no, I just got the numbers. I didn't go look at the championships. I'm not Jalen Rose, basketball savant like that, where I can just be like, yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's got that – he's got a small head for all that knowledge. Yeah, I could – Brian might be able to do that, be like, oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Your boy was the MVP of the finals. Yeah, yeah I can't do that. I can just tell you that both of these cats was hoopers. <laughs> All right. So who you said who you take who would you take in that? Me by looking at those numbers, I would have to I would have to go with Chamberlain. I mean, 36.9 points. And 23 points, there'll be 22.3 rebounds a game. Bro, your win share was like like five whole percentage points more. Like you have more of an impact. You have like way more of an impact of the win of a game than he did. But you can't argue with it. So I think there are some other ones over here that's 
maybe a little more heinous, but that one wasn't, wasn't too bad. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> All right. Number nine. Number nine, we got stop that. There we go. We got Kobe Bryant, which like, all right, whatever. <laughs> Kobe Bryant over Chris Paul and LeBron James. 07 and 08. So no disagreement Kobe, from me. Yeah. Kobe's uh numbers 28.3 points a game, 6.3 points a game, four assists a game. 13.8 win shares. And as I look at this, yeah, one guy on this list has an argument. I don't know why the other guy's on there. This is true. I don't Paul's know how Chris number. Paul – Yeah, I'm not too sure how Chris Paul got into this conversation. This should be between Kobe and LeBron and looking at the numbers. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, just to me, yeah, whatever. So I mean I guess you you repping Chris on this eleven assists a game almost almost twelve assists a game and almost eighteen percent win share. But you know I don't know. Braun's got thirty eight rebounds, seven assists, and he's fifteen on the win share. I'm liking LeBron's numbers in that matchup, even uh, though even though I got Kobe well ahead. But if you look at the numbers, and that that's, particular that's, one, that particular one, LeBron looks like he has the upper hand. He's up on points. He's up on rebounds. He's up on assists. I mean, he's up two points on points, almost two points on rebounds, two points on assists, and two points on win share. Yeah, I mean, he probably. He probably deserved it that year. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Can't beat Will. <laughs> hey, Will got another one out here that's just like ridiculous. How did you come up with this? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that momentarily. Hey, this is a good one too. Number eight. You got Bill Walton over Kareem Abdul Jabbar, George Gervin, and David Thompson. 77 um, to 78. I'm a little biased because I I liked watching a lot of film on the Iceman. So Oh, okay. I thought you was I thought you was great talking about Bill Walton. No. I was like, nah, bro. We can't use UCLA stats. <laughs> no. no, not at all. <laughs> but not at all. You know, like he was only thing he led in. Okay, so he was eighteen. Was nineteen points a game, thirteen rebounds a game, five assists, eight eight and a half win share. Kareem was twenty five or twenty six points a game, thirteen rebounds a game, four assists a game, and twelve on his win share. George Gervin was twenty seven a game, five rebounds, three assists, four assists. 12 on the win share. David Thompson, 27, five rebounds, five assists, 13 on the win share. How the hell you put Bill Walton ahead of any of those guys as the MVP? Yeah, can't see that really happening. 
any fairness at all. If that made any oh. sense to you, I was fumbling on the words. Damn, thinking, no, there's no way yeah. that he should have got it. Yeah, I mean that's that's ludicrous. Only thing I can ludicrous. come up with is that they didn't give the MVP trophy out to the end. That's the only way because I think that's the year that Portland won. I think that's the only time that I can see that him winning that matchup in the MVP race. Are you a are you a uh, Iceman fan? I have no issues with the man that can't finger roll. All right. One of the greatest basketball posters of all posterdom. <laughs> now the one where he's sitting on the on the ice bricks with the butt with the uh, ice ah, basketball. Ah, yes, yes. Yeah, that one. All right, so that jumps us down to number seven. Uh you got the late great Wes Unsell. I think he just passed what a uh, day or two ago. So you got the great West Uns- the late great Wes Unsell over Willis Reed, 68-69. Now, if you remember, which you don't, and nor do I, <laughs> because we weren't born yet, but if you remember through previous replays of game field, that's the Willis Reed is coming out of the tunnel game. Uh, year when the Knicks won, where they said he's because he was hurt real bad and he came back out the tunnel. Ah. You know what I mean? And everybody, and now everybody says, Man, he pulled the realest ring. Yes, I got you. I got you. I got you. I do recall seeing um, replays. <laughs> yeah. So I think he came back in. I think he scored like two points and had like one rebound for like a quarter and a half. <laughs> but the two boys like electrified everything. Bill Jackson was on that team too. Was he? Yes. Look at you. You got a little Jalen <laughs> in you. <laughs> nah. <laughs> but so West Unsell's numbers for that year was 14 points a game, 18 rebounds a game, uh, let's say three assists a game, and his win share was a 10. Realist three had 21 points a game, 15 rebounds a game, two assists a game, and almost 15 on the win share. That looks pretty clear snub. cut. I'd that say he got clear. snubbed. Yeah, he got snubbed. All right. Now. I'm biased on this, this one. This one, I, I, I don't know. I mean, there's a, a solid argument for both. Really, it is. Really, it is. But hey, man, Allen Iverson over Shaquille O'Neal, two thousand, two thousand one. I know that's your guy. I get it. I know the answer will give you the question at all times. I get it. You know, thirty-one points a game, five assists a game. That might have been the, the year he averaged the most assists ever. Five assists a game uh, and three. I think he led the league at three steals a game. So, Winchester is at 12. Shaquille's giving you 28 a game, 29 a game, 13 rebounds a game, three blocks a game, and 15 on this Winchester. Ask oh, me no, man. 1,000 times and 1,000 times, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> 
that was Allen Iverson's best career year overall, and he deserved every single bit of that trophy. I agree that might have been his best single season. <laughs> but I will, I, will, I will not agree that it was unanimously that he deserved it. He won it, and I'm not going to argue it. All right. How about that? I can say that. He won it, and I'm not going to argue it. The goddamn sack is to be shitty. <laughs> we can agree to disagree. <laughs> well, actually, we're agreeing to agree. Okay. Asterisk. Ah, ah, ah. So we're pulling it Houston style now. Oh. <laughs> we got to get Marco to talk about the Houston Rockets, <laughs> Astros, or whatever the hell they are. The Asterix. All right, so um, we'll split that one. All right, so next up that brings us to number five with Carl Malone over Michael Jordan, 1996-97. Now, we already heard the story about Mike on that one. <laughs> uh, but let's let no. but let's go ahead. We're talking about the mailman here. Again, kind of hey. going back to going back to Iverson having the best year of his career. I would have to almost say that this year was probably the best mailman we saw all that year. Amen. And I do remember this year because I Amen. was in high school by now. Listen, that 98 season, man, below was a dude too, bro. I mean, you can't just say below was a dude one season. I think his name probably should have been brought up in MVP races more often than what they were. You don't get to be in the top five of scoring of all time if you are not the dude. This is true. <laughs> hey, I still got him as the second best power forward of all time. So behind Tim Duncan. Come on, man. Timmy D, bro. <laughs> so do, do you think he snubbed Jordan or do you think he deserved it? Um I think he had a very excellent year. They say the argument is between like LeBron has a lot of the times now. Yeah, he can win MVP every year. I get it. And then you say, and then the argument comes in where it's the best season for that year. And I can agree with that. But if you look at these numbers, not really sure that he had the best season of the players in that year, including this man, Mr. Michael Jordan. Uh, okay. So here, I'm taking it in consideration this part. Jordan had a team always. I mean, they always not not like not like a, a super packed team. Okay, Carl Malone and John Stockton made uh, Utah what it was in, in their prime. I mean, and the duo. I got to stop you there because Chicago was until that second three peak. Chicago was Mike and Scotty, and everybody else filled in. Utah had more of a team. Than Chicago did. Chicago just had the better two players. Chicago had Horace Grant, who should have, who, who, possibly is on this list. That probably should be on this list for one year. I know. Um, for what? MVP. For what? For MVP. 
No, no, I'm sorry, not MVP, All Star. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't care about All Star. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> see, man, see. Boy, you was great. Give me the hang up on you, boy. If you talk about Warren Strand, he won't. He won't. In the MVP. No, like, no. So Malone, Malone got it. Malone deserved it. Period. Okay. <laughs> he got it. Stamp. That's it. And I'm gonna respect it. <laughs> Next. All right. So that brings us to number four, and that would be. Oh yeah, this one here, bro. This is a little off. This one, this one was a little off. This might be uh, some. It, never mind. Steve Nash <laughs> over Kobe Bryant in 05 and 06. Okay, so Steve Nash averaged a double double, and he shot forty four percent for the three point line. That's great. That's all five to dead. But this man, Kobe Bryant. Not only did they win the championship that year, he had 35 points a game, five rebounds a game, five assists a game, and he had three more percentage points of win shares for uh, the Lakers. Yeah, I'm speculating something something wrong in there. Yeah, that uh, yeah, that one that one hurts. Yeah. That was a bad one. That's a, that's <laughs> a snub right there, folks. That's a yeah, snub. Yeah, I think I kind of think this other one was a snub too, but we'll leave that one alone. Because <laughs> I got no I got no beef against Steve Nash. Steve Nash was a baller. Uh, probably the best player out of Canada. Hey. <laughs> the best thing out of Canada is Canadian bacon, hey. which is just ham cut in a circle. Well, it's Canadian bacon because they they slaughter those pigs in Canada. Did well, let's in talk about Canada. Well, let's talk about number three. All right. Um, <clears throat> it's hard to say Bill Russell snubbed anybody in the MVP race. But this one was even more horrendous than Steve Nash over Kobe Bryant with 18 points a game. And yeah, this game. one's – what did you say? That's true. Yeah, yeah, this is, yeah, this is bad. Um, let's put it this way. I'm not even going to read anybody else's points. But – okay, okay. So just well, whoever won it, Bill Russell won it, he shouldn't even be in the conversation. And it's hard to say that with somebody of that caliber. But this is the season that Oscar Robinson averaged a triple-double. 31 points a game, 13, assist, or 13 rebounds a game, and 12 assists a game. And this is in, what, 1969, 71, just like that. <laughs> 61, 62. I mean, but this is retarded, you know. But then you look at Wilt's numbers. Let's just – and, and no, these are not typos like the, art, the article said. These yeah. are not typos. These are real, factual, historical, ridiculous numbers. How do you not win MVP when you average 50 points a game, 26 rebounds a game, 
three assists a game, and your win shares is 23%. We can just go back to the fact that you're averaging 50 points a game, 26 rebounds a game. A game. <laughs> like you said, it's hard to say Bill Russell snubbed anybody as far as the name itself, Bill Russell. You think Bill Russell, you think basketball. But wow, we're talking about a 30-point shift. I mean, the rebounds were up there. You know, everything else was pretty much cl was pretty close. Yeah, Except Russell did have, points. you know, 23, 24 rebounds a game. It wasn't like he wasn't getting his boards either, but. Right. But, yeah, come on, man. Come on. I mean, that Chamberlain should have got that. That had to be the year. That had to be the year he put up 100. Had to be. It had to be the year. Had to be. Get that average up a little bit. Oh, wow. All right. So, next up at number two. Um, this one I don't want to know. I don't really want to say was a snub. I think this was an even race. I think any one of those potentially could have won. The last pick I would have gave would have been Dwight Howard. But it yeah. was uh, D. Rose over Braun and Dwight Howard. D. Rose is at, what, 25 points a game, four rebounds, eight assists. Braun was at 27 a game, eight rebounds, seven assists. Dwight Howard's at 23 a game, 14 rebounds. And why do you put up one assist? Should we to know what his his block shot was? I think I would have been the, wanted them to see his block shot rather than one assist average. Because if I'm not mistaken, that was one of the years he won Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, with Houston? No. No, nah, with Orlando. Uh, Orlando, yeah. Uh, I believe so. Sounds about right. I mean, that yeah, time from, so. yeah. So Did I he mean, win it with Houston, too? Defensive player of the year, not with Houston. No, I don't think he won it with Houston. Okay, I think it was all with Orlando. Maybe I, that's why it's got me confused because the pinstripes. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, Sounded good. Yeah, so Message. I mean, that one I could have just left as it is. I don't really say that one was a snow, not to me. That seemed pretty even because D Rose was killing it. He was killing it that yeah, year. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, he couldn't be guarded by nobody. <laughs> so I wouldn't um, have wanted to guard him. Right. Uh, this next one, the number one snub of all time, I can't really have no opinion on it to be personal because the other cat, I ain't never even heard of a dog. <laughs> No, I can't I don't know. say that I have either, honestly. I don't know if this takes away my hoopness or, you know, something, but I've never heard of the name Dave Callis. No. Over never. Kareem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the only thing that was close was the rebounds. He had him 16-2 and Kareem was 16-1. But Kareem was averaging 30 points a game, and he was averaging 20 points a game. And had more assists and a much higher win share. Almost uh, win double share. win share. Double win share. So, 
That that seems like a. I think that was more of a name snub than it was a skills or anything other than that snub. Because technically, to me personally, I like to flip flop one and three. I uh, think the you know I was kind of going back looking. I would say yeah, one and three, and then honestly, I would move two down. To four, and probably put Nash over Kobe in the two spot. Right, and I think the Bill Walton, team, George Gervin, and David Thompson needs to be a little higher than eight. Yes, I'm telling you, man, that Ice Man. I saw. I, I obviously I wasn't born when he was playing, but I seen a lot of highlights of that. Man. Listen, I was born when he was playing, and I wasn't watching that shit. I'm just saying. I still had all my uh, incredible blow-up muscles <laughs> and my PJs ride my green machine up and down the meadows. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Let's see you coming. Yeah, I was laying up in the tidy whities with the chicken pox. <laughs> <laughs> what if I wow. What am I thinking about the Iceman finger rolling? Did you have did you have the He-Man underwear? Nah, I didn't have the He-Man because when He-Man came out, I was I was a little older. Okay, so you I was closer had, to the nine ten when He-Man came out because that was my shit. You had a, you had but, the Thundercats? No, not underwear. That's all the same time frame. I was the underrooms, you know, the Aquaman, the Superman, the Batman. That was what we had. Tom and Jerry. No, I don't know if they had Tom and Jerry underwear, bro. I'm not really sure about the Tom and Jerry. I, you know, I'm not gonna hate, man. I'm not gonna judge you. I'm not gonna judge you. Hey, did you really have a choice in the drawers you wore at two years old? Nope. You just happy they wasn't the tidy whities with the uh the V deck t t-shirt tucked in. <laughs> wow. No, I ran around the house I ran around the house in my underwear all the time. I think that's where yeah. my, I think that's where my nephew Charlie gets it. Man, it runs in the Italian blood. Y'all do yeah. like to drink wine and run and run naked through the streets. <laughs> Why's a Magula? I think I think this conversation is turning the wrong way. Oh, Brian O'Brien. <laughs> what? Oh, Brian O'Brien, you're late. Oh, Brian O'Brien makes it. What'd he say? I can't read it. He said, oh, shit, let's get it. Evening, pimp. Oh, so Brian O'Brien may not be hip to what's going on here. You get to see us, the ass, the one. At least three times a week. Tuesday through Thursday. Wow. Yeah, 7.30 Eastern. Brian O'Brien. Get with it, man. No, it's mate. It's get with it, mate. Ah, get with it, mate. Before I pull a knife out. I'm going to have to, just for O'Brien, our next show, I'm going to have to go get me a Foster's oil can, bro. Because... <laughs> But with uh, with uh, with I'll have my Newcastle. Ooh. So, hold boy. on, Brian O'Brien. What? 
Can you send gator jerky to the States? Oh. Because if you can, we love you. <laughs> oh, I bet you've got some type of FDA regulations and all that kind of I don't shit. Know, maybe not. I don't know. Well, hell, we order everything else from uh, Mung Ching Poon Tang. He doesn't live there. He lives in Australia, mate. Yeah, but and we like them. We have a good relationship with them. This is true. This is true. Well, they right, gave us Hugh us Jackman, go. man. They huh? gave us Hugh Jackman. That is why we can't have any Wolverine movie. What did he say? Hold on, what did he say? I can't read it. He said, I can send dingo jerky. Ooh. <laughs> you know, that's dog, Dude, right? That's a fucking dog. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know what, Damon? <laughs> Wire said gators are in Florida dead. So you but want fucking jerky. Not as good as the down under. <laughs> you know you like the meat down under, Courtney. Oh my god, <laughs> here we go. We're, we're going back to Twitter. We're switching to Instagram. <laughs> and on that note, before she kills me, that guy right there is the one. I'm right here as the ass. This has been Black and White Sports Pole Position. Live every Thursday night, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. Powered by First Financial Bank, 3535 East 96th Street in Indianapolis. Gruntworks Custom Woods. Check out the good old boys in Killeen, Texas for some great woodworking, baby. That's right. You thought, Damon, I was going to say something? I didn't. I'm good. And it's also by Ultrasound Installations. Check out Tony for the fabulous audio sounds that you need for your ride. Check out Ultrasound Installations. And that's all I got for today. Oh, Brian is killing me. He's killing me. I love this guy, but I miss him so much. He's killing me. I know. It's, 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 it's like a reunion. <laughs> Yes, yes. We're getting, the, we're getting the gold boys back together again. <laughs> Woo! Maybe we can meet at Installation Sounds Aquatics. What? Exactly. I'm leaving. It's Thursday, and there's nothing on TV, and my kid's yelling. He's playing Fortnite. I have to go beat him. So you know what we do? Sure. What do we, we do, go beat him. We beat the kids for playing Fortnite. Besides that. Oh, we're still alive? Yeah. I can't say that. I can't say that. <laughs> no, no beating kids. No beating kids. <laughs> we keep Indy sporty, baby. Pew, pew. <laughs>